This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, March 2nd. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo, Florida man himself. Tony, you just got back from a nice Florida vacation. How you feeling? Yeah, feeling good, man. Refreshed. <laughs> and I uh, pulled my own Florida man uh, yesterday. I'll share with the audience because it's goofy enough. I shared it with my friends enough. Uh... So I was supposed to be back early afternoon yesterday, and uh, you ever you ever miss your flight and you're right next to your gate? You know I have. Um, I wasn't paying attention. They actually changed the gate to the one over, and sure enough, missed it. <laughs> so good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. They Southwest made me feel really good after they made me feel really stupid. Right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I stood. Uh, I was right next to my gate, gate 105 at the Orlando airport. Stood there, didn't even have my headphones in for most of it. Like, I watched them line up the gates, and they had the people lying. I was, like, C-39, and I was one of the last to board. So I just kind of was like, yeah, okay, we're getting up, we're getting ready. I'll just watch the signs, you know, the now boarding Group A, Group B. I never listened, so I'm just like, I'll just watch the signs. And I was like, well, that's a long line for Group A, because everyone just kind of crowded around the main gate. I was like, ah, I'm going to go pee real quick. I'll come back. I'll watch the signs. Yeah, I went pee, stood there, right in front of the gate, stretching, kind of walking in place. And um, then I see all these people standing around. And finally, I asked the ticket agent, uh, you going to you gonna board like the next group or are we still on A? And she goes, we've been calling you. Like, we gave your spot away. And I said, uh, I've been right here the whole time. And she goes, yeah, I've seen you stand there. But I'm sorry, you weren't listening. You have to go talk to the ticket agent. Ah, so long story short, I go to the ticket agent. They're pissed because they gave my spot away to a standby passenger. And then the lady's scolding me about uh, paying attention. And I said, look, I'll admit my fault. I had these headphones in. They weren't very loud. But nonetheless, I didn't hear them call my name. Not like you can hear anything over the... <laughs> but yeah, so long story short, because I know we got to get to our hypothetical questions... But, yeah, I missed my flight. <laughs> and it was a long travel night. I got in at 9. We got up early, tested this uh, our new software to try to uh, put out the show. And uh, here we are, man. But a great trip, though. Fantastic trip. 
just kind of some crappy endings there. Yeah, you know that it, was it. Yeah. If that was the worst of it, I think you were okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. You know, and aside from the mean lady scolding me, uh, Southwest was really cool about it. They had my bags waiting for me in Denver. Everybody was super friendly. The bag lady in Denver was like, dude, this happens all the time. Like, do not feel stupid. She goes, there are people that miss their flight and they're there and they don't pay attention because they're just sitting there reading or something and they have their ears clear. So, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I've now done that in my life, and I've never done that before. I've never missed a flight up well, until yesterday. And the good news is you'll <laughs> never make that mistake again. Never, ever, ever. But, I, you know, here we are. I'm in studio. I am home. I am back in Colorado. So, <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question from my co-host. We'll make it quick and easy for you, Tony. Again, hypothetical. If you were going to commit armed burglary, home invasion, what would be your Burglar. weapon of choice? A banana, perfect. Because <laughs> who wouldn't who wouldn't be afraid of? <laughs> exactly. I, I, yeah, it'd be something stupid, right? Because I don't own a gun or anything. So, well, this one's stupid, but also dangerous. Stack him up. This is my little baby gun. <laughs> a fifty-seven-year-old man was arrested after accusations he burglarized a home and used a makeshift flamethrower to shoot fire at a woman, <laughs> according to a recently released affidavit. A Yoga man, fire. The man, a Fort Pierce resident. Uh, resident may have had a burning sensation when he was in trouble when jailed February 23rd on a charge of felony burglary with assault or battery. The address where the incident occurred is redacted. A 911 caller reported to St. Lucie County Sheriff's officials a former tenant was at the scene. He chased the caller out and tried to barricade himself inside. The caller stated the man was using a can of hairspray along with a lighter to create a flame float, flame thrower. That's hard to say. Was it Aquanet? It might have been. (laughs) (laughs) The woman identified as the victim. (laughs) As the victim reported finding the man in her home armed with a purple Aussie hairspray can and a red lighter. So it was Aussie, not uh, Aquanet. Close enough. I I remember mom had Aussie, and I I used to make my own little pyro things on the side of the house. (laughs) Hey, we all did. We all burned G.I. Joe's, but uh, we we didn't try to invade a home that way, so. No. (laughs) No. Well, folks, it is Tuesday, and we've got a wonderful show lined up for you today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? This is Taco Tuesday! As we do on Tuesdays, we have Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. We have a segment called What the Fact? Almost got you there. Our call-in topic today is Your Happy Place. We have a segment called School Days. We round out the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot, on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude, Calabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Woo! To the Loot Crate Gear Box, what's with kids today, huh? 
Rouses! With crits starting as low as $11.99 per month, those effects just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, March 2nd. Now, we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you invaded a home with a makeshift flamethrower. We want to know about it. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now it is the second segment of this show, and that means Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, March 2nd, and here is your Filippo Fast Five. I was going to say your Phoenix Fast Five. (laughs) That works too, but your Filippo Fast Five. It's been a week. It has. Seth Rogen launches his own weed company called Houseplant. Because why not? (laughs) It doesn't surprise me that he's starting his own weed company. No. It's called Houseplant. (laughs) Gal Gadot is pregnant and expecting her third child. Didn't even know she had two kids, let alone either. a kid. But, uh, yeah, good on her and her husband there. Alec and Hilaria Baldwin. I probably said her name. It's probably like Hilaria Baldwin. Welcome their sixth child. So congrats to them. Josh Gordon teams up with Johnny Manziel in a startup fan-controlled football league. Kids, this is what happens when you can't get off the drugs and you still want to play football. Like <laughs> <laughs> a fan-controlled football league, really? Yeah. They play live action Madden. You better watch out. Snoop Dogg might rage quit on you. Right. <laughs> Did you watch that? Vi- Did you watch that video of him rage quitting? <laughs> I guess he left his stream going for like seven hours on Twitch. Uh, it was just he was frustrated because some kid just schooled him in uh, Madden. I don't know if it was a kid. Somebody schooled him though. Well, when you're uh, when you're as high as Snoop Dogg and you rage quit, he must have been super pissed. Yeah, look up the video just for fun. Just to him getting mad. It is pretty funny. Yeah, it is. Uh, J.J. Watt shocked the NFL world yesterday by taking to Twitter to announce his free agency decision. He is headed to the Arizona Cardinals on a two-year deal worth $31 million, 23 of it's guaranteed. And I kind of blame J.J. for me missing my flight. Because <laughs> that's when I was texting you and Mike about uh, J.J. going to the Cardinals. Because I was like, oh, he just posted a picture of him working out in a Cardinals shirt. But uh, I digress. It's not really JJ's fault. It's my fault. <laughs> you got to listen. You can't. You cannot look. You have to listen. We call your name. <laughs> so I'm in nightmares, that lady yelling at me. But <laughs> I digress. So the box office actually had a boost this weekend. <clears throat> we weren't doing the show yesterday live, so we couldn't talk box office. So with a little box office report and... Uh, You know, I think in a normal world of movies, this one probably could have still been the number one even then. But uh, 
Yeah, Tom and Jerry was the number one movie this week, and it opened with thirteen point seven million. Wow, that's a that's a pretty dang impressive debut for it a is. movie. Um, the cast obviously has Chloe Grace Moret, Moretz, uh, Michael Pena, Colin Jost, Ken Jeong, and Rob Delaney. Um, from what I read, Tom and Jerry are basically just side characters in their own movie, but. Um, there you go. I haven't seen it, um, but it is getting uh, pretty bombarded on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Twenty five percent on Rotten. So, yeah, it, lo- it looks like a twenty five percent type of movie. Yeah, but hey, it's number one, and it's it's you know thirteen point seven. That's a good boost for the box office. So any movie that's doing good at the box office to keep it alive, fantastic. Um, to round out the top ten, The Crudes and New Age. Still chugging along at number two. Brought in uh, 1.2. Brings its total 52.3. The Little Things uh, brought in 0.925. Bringing its total to 12.9 million. That's crazy. So its entire run couldn't even do what Tom Jerry did in a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Wonder Woman 84 is number four at 0.71. Uh, bringing its total to 43.6. The Marksman, a.k.a. Taken 9, <clears throat> brought 0.7. It's up to 12.3 million. Judas Priest, just kidding. Judas and the Black Messiah, 0.5, right at 4.1. Monster Hunter, 0.46, up to 14 million. And that's that's crazy to think, too. That came out at Christmas time. And Tom and Jerry's still knocking right behind that one. Yep. <laughs> Land, never heard of it, uh, 2.1. Nomad Lad, didn't hear of that one either, 1.1. And News of the World, 11.9. So. That's your box office, and uh, you got some heavy hitters coming out this weekend, so there's some good stuff. Uh, there's Raya and the Last Dragon from Disney that'll be out this weekend. Um, uh, SpongeBob, Sponge on the Run's finally getting a United States release. Huh. Uh, and then, um, what was the big one? The um, Tom Holland. Chaos Walking. Exactly. Yeah, with Daisy Ridley and stuff. So you got actually three rather big movies. I would, I dare to say they're... They're, they're movies that were delayed and we're finally getting. So this coming weekend at the box office should be pretty good. Probably should have done one big one for every weekend leading through the month. But I digress. But the box office showing some life, which is good. Uh, when I was out in Florida at the City Walk in Orlando, their movie theater, you know, there's people going in and out of it. And granted, the only new movie I saw playing there really was the little things. Yeah. Everything else was... Uh, Jurassic Park and surprisingly no Back to the Future for it being uh, Universal and you're at Universal Studios they, they didn't have that they just had, they had some old movies and stuff but uh, you know nonetheless uh, not bad okay. so that was your box office report now speaking of Back to the Future and Universal hey, Christopher Lloyd is on the hunt um, for DeLoreans in a new series expedition or a new series called expedition back to the future the series will see lloyd team up with expedition unknown host josh gates for a mission to track down existing versions of the delorean dmc 12 the unique 1980s car model that served as the iconic time machine for the back to the future trilogy expedition back to the future will stream as a four-part series on discovery plus starting on march 15th uh the details um then it gives you a synopsis basically um it gives you a rundown of the dmc delorean the history of it um one of those 
fancy cars in the 80s that never really took off, but thanks to Back to the Future, obviously, became synonymous, and that's the car. Yeah. I, I know where one of them's sitting. Uh, one of them's at Universal Studios. So, <laughs> I, I have a feeling he's not looking for that one. I think he's looking for the one that's you know in a barn somewhere, or you know somebody has stashed away. But uh, Josh Gates yeah. is a great host. Christopher Lloyd is Doc Brown. It, that should be a fun show. Yeah, he's gonna. It's gonna be fun to see if he one point twenty one gigawatts. If he quotes his stuff and. It's just it's great to see anything where you can see former Back to the Future castmates doing something related to the movie, even if it's just something as simple as that. Now, Discovery Plus has some really good stuff, man. They've got some neat shows. Uh, yeah, I wish it was a part of the Disney thing, but uh, yeah, and that's probably the one streaming service I don't have right now. Which, you know, it's cheap. It's four ninety nine a month, but I don't have time to watch it. So I'm no, it's another one, one. You know, yeah. you got Paramount Plus that's uh, about to roll. There's a lot of stations, man. Peacock's getting bigger. After I crack jokes of its name, it's getting bigger and acquiring more and more content. So yep, it's a digital streaming world, my friend. So, uh, speaking of digital streaming services, here we've got uh, a new show that I think you're going to be excited about. Uh, Nickelodeon has announced that their new animated Transformer uh, series will follow, will be on Earth. So it won't take place in Cybertron. It'll be on Earth. Um, A new take on the Transformers is going to be courtesy of Nickelodeon, teaming with the Hasbro Entertainment One. It will be an original animated series based on the beloved property, which follows extraterrestrial robots who can disguise themselves, well, no duh, to look like all manner of vehicles and objects. The new series will introduce a new species of Transformers who must find their place and purpose among Autobots, Decepticons, and the human family that adopts them. Nickelodeon's Transformers will consist of 26 half-hour episodes and is due to premiere exclusively on Nickelodeon in the U.S. before rolling out internationally. As soon as I... their interview as i read the creative concept with at its core it's about a family i knew we absolutely had to tell the story our good friends at e1 and hasbro said ramsey nato president of nickelodeon animation the series will tell a reimagined story featuring both original characters and fan favorites for a whole new generation of kids and families they can't wait to get started building the series has experienced talent on board it's being produced by ant ward of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. and Nicole Dubik Transformers Rescue Bots. The new Transformers series will be developed and will be co-produced by Dale Malinowski, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, probably would like it a little better if it was the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on uh, Nickelodeon because they did that great, but yeah. Rise... Uh, I never. And then, to be fair, I never watched an episode. I had no desire to watch it. Yeah, it doesn't give me high hopes, you know, uh, as far as Transformers series go, probably the most, not the most recent, but uh, uh, Transformers Prime was a fantastic, well-written, well-done visually uh, for Transformers. They did Cyberverse, which was a little more kiddy. This one sounds like it's going to be along the lines of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll give it a shot, but I, I don't have high hopes. Yeah, you're like, and Herbert, no. And then with that being said, we've got a minute left. So we'll just go ahead and roll the birthdays. I'll save that other story for tomorrow. Not that it was all more filler. Oh, yes. This comedic actress became known for playing Kristen Wiig's roommate and bridesmaid. She portrayed Fat Amy in Pitch Perfect. 
one and two. Um, Rebel Wilson is 40. Singer, songwriter, best known as the lead vocalist of the rock band Bon Jovi. He was famous for Living on a Prayer, It's My Life, Always, and Better Roses. Um, personally, my favorite was You Give Love a Bad Name, but I digress. John Bon Jovi is 58. This gentleman married Gwyneth Paltrow. They had a son together. He dated Jennifer Lawrence and Dakota Johnson, and he founded some band called Coldplay. Chris Martin is 43. This quarterback was Rookie of the Year in 2004 and was the youngest starting quarterback to win a Super Bowl uh, when his team defeated the Seahawks in 2006. He would then win his second Super Bowl in against the Cardinals, and then he would uh, lead a team to be 11-0 and then fall apart. Mr. Ben Roethlisberger of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 38, and he looks older than that. Yeah, but, he does. <laughs> yeah, maybe mean. Bryce Dallas Howard um, is 39. Uh, Method Man is 49. Tua Tagovailoa. I don't know if I said that right. I'm sure I butchered that. Pretty He's close. 22. And Zach freaking Morris. Mark Paul Gosler is 47. That is your celebrity birthdays for March 2nd. Happy birthday. And folks, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, it is time for Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, March 2nd. Now, we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now, if you want to get a hold of us on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Media Radio. Media. Media. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. Now, being that it's Tuesday, as we like to do on Tuesdays, is talk animal tales sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Now, RoughRiders is a local 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to the transport of animals from the outlying rural for lack of a better term, kill shelters, bringing those dogs into the metro area here, working with local rescues and shelters to find them homes, give them a second chance at life. If you want more information, go to roughwriters.org. That's R-U-F-F writers.org or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash roughwriterssaves. And without further ado, let's get into Animal Tales. Dogs and the cats, they take up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles with the donkey praise and the bony neighs, the old grape badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's the one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans with the big to-do and the old cow just goes moo. Ah, <sighs> good old-fashioned hoedown. It's a hoedown! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into our first animal tale. So the Rampo Bergen Animal Refuge in New Jersey is a shelter of last resort. Our purpose is really to take the ones that don't have anywhere else to go, and that was Sadie, said Executive Director Megan Brinster. 
Sadie was nearly 100 pounds, and she wasn't great with men, which is why three other shelters turned her away. It's also why Brian Myers adopted her. I thought, let me give this dog a chance because she's beautiful, and I think I can work through her issues, Myers said. He thought he was rescuing her. Little did he know he was uh, saving his savior. I was very lucky to have her the night that I had the stroke, Myers said. I was getting up out of bed, and as soon as I stood up here, I fell straight down. And my cell phone was over there. And that's when I grabbed her collar, and she pulled me out of this little space here. Sadie pulled him across the room to his phone. As far as I know, she had never been trained as a service dog or anything, Myers said. Brinster said rescue dogs are often incredibly loyal. When you have a dog who has lost something, all the dogs that come here have lost a family, a person, or they never, or, uh, they never quite had that. Okay, not a complete sentence. So when they make the connection, you really become their world, Brinster said. Meyer said Sadie constantly tracks him. Obviously, she was there the night he needed her most. Myers was rushed to Englewood Health in Englewood, New Jersey that night. He spent a couple weeks in treatment and rehabilitation. Just before his release, he had a very grateful visitor. She just immediately jumped on me and was kissing my face, knocked my glasses and my mask off. I just thought, I love this dog, he said. You don't need to be Dr. Doolittle to hear Sadie say, I love you too. What a sweet story about a rescue dog, obviously, you know, the whole purpose behind something like Rough Riders and, you know, some of the great nonprofits that are out there. And it really is rewarding what a rescue dog can do for you. Right. Well, it can uplift your spirits, make you feel better, especially when you fall into those uh, down times where life is tough and you're depressed or you got struggles. Uh, sometimes just having the, the little dog or an animal just near you to uplift you is always a good thing. Exactly. Well, let's move on to our next animal tale. This one takes a little bit of a turn. An Alaska woman had the scare of a lifetime when using an outhouse in the backcountry and she was attacked by a bear from below. I got out there and sat down on the toilet and immediately something bit my butt right as I sat down. Shannon Stevens told the Associated Press on Thursday, I jumped up and screamed when it happened. Stevens, her brother Eric, and his girlfriend had taken snowmobiles into the wilderness February 13th to stay at his yurt, located about 20 miles northwest of Haines in the southeast of Alaska. Her brother heard the screaming and went out to the outhouse about 150 feet away from the yurt. There he found Shannon tending to her wound. They at first thought she had been bitten by a squirrel or a mink or something small. Eric had brought his headlamp with him to see what it was. I open the toilet seat, and there's just a bare face just right there at the level of the toilet seat, just looking right back up through the hole right at me, he said. I just shut the lid as fast as I could and said, there's a bear down there. We got to get out of here now. And we ran back to the yurt as fast as we could. Once safely inside, they treated Shannon with a first aid kit. They determined it wasn't that serious, but they would head to Haynes if it worsened. It was bleeding, but it wasn't super bad, Shannon said. The next morning, they found bear tracks all over the property, but the bear had left the area. You could see them across the snow, coming up to the side of the outhouse, she said. They figured the bear got inside the outhouse through an opening at the bottom of the back door. I expect it's probably not that bad of a little den in the winter, Shannon said, but uh, definitely goes to show that, uh, you know, if, if you're pooping in an outhouse, maybe check the hole before you sit down. That's, yeah, I thought you were going to say snake was not expecting a bear to bite that lady's ass. They, I didn't expect that. No, not at all. You but, know, but also, man, I'm sorry. Like I, I, 
try to avoid those things like at all costs the outhouses they're disgusting when you're when you're in the middle of Alaska and there's no other choice, uh, yeah, you maybe you hover a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's true. D- d- yeah, don't don't put ass to seat. You know, it's uh, no, you never go gross. ass to seat. <laughs> At least make sure you're looking first. Yeah, my fear is always like black widows and spiders and things like that. What <laughs> a bear, though, man! Whoa, that's terrifying. All right, let's move on to our last story in animal tales. <laughs> This one is sort of animal adjacent and almost a little scary if uh, you're a little afraid of uh, um, uh, the robots taking over. Two men were being held hostage in a Bronx apartment. They had been threatened at gunpoint, tied up and tortured for hours by two other men who pretended to be plumbers to get inside, police said. Mario and Luigi. (laughs) One of the victims managed to escape and called police who showed up early Tuesday morning at the apartment on East 227th Street, unsure if the armed men were still inside. The police decided it was time to deploy DigiDog, a 70-pound robotic dog with a lopping gait, cameras and lights affixed to its frame, and a two-way communication system that allows the man... uh, sorry, the officer maneuvering it remotely to see and hear what is happening. The police said the robot can see in the dark and assess how safe it is for officers to enter an apartment or building where there may be a threat. In the case of the Bronx home invasion, the police said that DigiDog helped the officers determine that there was no one inside. The police said they were still searching for the two men who stole a cell phone and $2,000 in cash and used a hot iron to burn one of the victims. The NYPD has been using robots since the 1970s to save lives in hostage situations and hazmat incidents, the department said on Twitter. This model of robot is being tested to evaluate its capabilities against other models in use by other, uh, sorry, by our emergency service unit and bomb squad. But the robot has skeptics. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a Democrat, described DigiDog on Twitter as a robotic, DigiDog! A robotic surveillance ground drone. Please ask yourself, when was the last time you saw next-generation world-class technology for education, healthcare, housing, etc., consistently prioritizing for underserved communities like this, she said on Twitter. The city council passed the Public Oversight of Surveillance Technology Act last June amid, amid efforts to overhaul the police force, many of them triggered by BLM demonstrations. Ultimately, it goes to show that, uh, you know, the police are instituting new uh, high-tech ways to get in there, and DigiDog is a terrifying thing if you think that the machines are going to rise up. Because, yeah, it can get in, it can knock, be knocked over, you know, what if they arm it? But uh, ultimately, it's, uh, you know, it's, they're using it for good now. It's, it's a life-saving tool. It's, it's supposed to help officers in the line of duty. Um, so let's let's just hope it doesn't go sentient, or else uh, we've got some big problems there. And then it needs to have the Digimonster uh, theme song, Digidog, Digidog Monster, Digidog. <laughs> you remember that dumb song? Oh, I do. I do now, anyway. Yeah, that was just that's what I kept thinking that whole story. Digidog, Jason Mario, Digidog. Ah. <laughs> oh. So much fun. Well, folks, that does it for Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. When we come back, we have a segment called What the Fact. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. We are back, folks, to the final segment of the first hour, but don't fret, there is still plenty ahead with our second hour, including our call-in topic of your happy place. Can be figurative, can be literal. We just want to know what is your happy place. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, speaking of sharing is caring, every once in a while, we like to drop some mind-blowing facts on you, which is why we have titled this segment, What the Fact? Now, these are, boy, some doozies of facts that uh, are, are actually quite amazing. Going to go through, get your reaction, Tony, and uh, should take us right up to the end of the hour. So, uh, Tony, Alrighty. are you ready for the first what the fact? Ready for what the fact. Hold on to your butts. I guess what, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> so, apparently, the scent of fresh cut grass is really the grass screaming in pain. The smell is a distress signal that tells insects insects not to eat the grass so it can heal its wounds. I had no idea. All I know hey, is... Jeff. What were you going to say? I was going to say, that's a fact, Jack, but... <laughs> you know, I think I even have that soundbite around here. You do, I'm sure. I have no idea where I put it. <laughs> I like those odds. <laughs> Never mind, I found it. <laughs> you know, we've been off for a week. We're, we're getting back into the groove of things. It's going to happen. But uh, in any case, let's get on to the next what the fact. Apparently, the word avocado is derived from an Aztec word that means testicle. That's the fact, Jack! Found it. Oh, man. Yeah, I was going to say, that one I did not... Uh... I told me Randy Savage is not happy with your decision, yeah. Yeah, did not know that. But it makes sense. If you look at an avocado, um, of course, you know, most guys aren't quite that robust. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's wrinkly and it, it looks like an overgrown testicle, for lack of a better term. Just green. Just green. Exactly. Just green. Let's keep moving on with what the fact. Apparently, lobsters' bladders are in their heads and they urinate as a form of communication. That's the fact, Jack! That's kind of scary. Pee out of their heads, and that's how they talk to one another. (laughs) Could you imagine if we did that? Dobby, I gotta pee. (laughs) Let's keep moving on. We're talking what the fact. Here's one. Uh, There are more ways to shuffle a deck of cards than there are atoms on Earth. That's the fact, Jack! Now, I don't know how they could possibly test that. However, if you figure 52 cards in a deck and the different ways that it could be shuffled, basically one over one, two over one, three over one, one over two. Yeah, there's probably millions upon millions of different ways that uh, it could possibly be shuffled. Again, I don't know who put that much brain power into thinking of that, but uh, good for them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's keep moving on. We're talking what the fact. So Count Van... Count Von Count on Sesame Street is obsessed with counting because traditional folklore states that if you scatter a large number of small objects in a vampire's path, 
think coins, seeds, grains, that sort of thing, they are compelled to stop and count them all. That's the fact, Jack! I think that's one of those uh, rarely known vampire myths. Everybody knows about garlic or holy water or crosses or stakes to the heart or daylight. I didn't realize that, uh, you know, if you dump a bunch of jelly beans, they have to count them all. Right. Didn't know that either. And make for a really boring Twilight movie, too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Let's keep moving on. We're talking what the fact. Gargoyles were invented because many ancient Europeans were illiterate and they needed a physical representation of hell to scare them into going to church. That's the fact, Jack! That's why you went to church, right, Tom? That, that's totally why I went. Uh, totally. <laughs> the only reason why. Yeah, those, those scary gargoyles. The gargoyles scared me and I had no choice. <laughs> uh, the um, uh, On a weird side note, uh, Gargoyles Disney series, well worth a watch. It was. It was a good show. It was a good show. A little bit later for us, you know, in our cartoon watching days, but uh, they did well. They did well. Anyway, I digress. Let's move on with what the fact. Apparently, if you eat a polar bear liver, you will die from an overdose of vitamin A. That's the fact, Jack! Um, I couldn't tell you what else in the world contains vitamin A, but uh, apparently whatever they change around in their liver uh, turns it into pure vitamin A. And I don't know if you will die from an overdose, but I'm, I'm certainly sure you could die as an overdose. That's a lot of vitamin A. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Moving on with what's the fact. I, I think <laughs> I would rather bleed to death than utilize this. Apparently, spiders' webs were used as bandages in ancient times. That's the fact, Jack! You wouldn't be down with that one? No, I'm, I don't like spiders. I'm, yeah. How about no? <laughs> you know, all I think about is uh, the movie Arachnophobia with the giant uh, you know, spider nest and the spiders crawling out of that. and It's enough to make my skin crawl. Gotcha. It's probably a good thing I don't recall watching that movie as a kid. Yeah. Is that where your stem from? Oh, I'm sure. I'm absolutely yeah. sure that's where it it's, came from. It's like my fear of sharks, my fascination with sharks, and then my fear is probably Jaws. Right. Like, I love the movie. But then when you look at Jaws, he's kind of a hokey-looking shark, man. Well, you know, Bruce, you barely saw him in the first movie because he didn't work half the time, so. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Let's keep moving on with what the fact. Tony, do you know what the very first words were that Mickey Mouse ever said? Oh, <laughs> Close, that. but no cigar. No, the first thing Mickey Mouse ever said was hot dogs. That's hot the fact, dogs. Jack. Hot dog, poodle. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? If you think about it, and you know, when my kids were growing up, they watched the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, the CG one. And he said hot dog all the time, so, you know, kind of carried on. <laughs> he, did say, he did say hot dog a lot. <laughs> hot dog! <laughs> all right, let's keep moving on with what the facts. Tony, you will never look at Knuckles from the Sonic series again. Echidnas have a four-headed penis. Ducks have a corkscrew-shaped penis. That's the fact, Jack! Weird. That's, that's crazy. So is it in his forehead? <laughs> nope, nope, it's where it would normally be. It just happens. Hello, Sonic. Look at my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Gives new meaning to the name Knuckles, right? Yeah, absolutely. Not four knuckles Whoa. on his fist, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gross. Yikes. <laughs> 
Let's keep moving on. U.S. cicadas come out of the ground every 13 or 17 years after hatching. That's the fact, Jack! And if you're trying to sleep when that happens, good luck. They are super loud. They are very loud. Yeah. I didn't hear any this time in Florida. I usually hear them when I'm out there. I didn't hear any. You must have been outside that 13 to 17 year window. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Let's keep rolling on with what the fact. Here's one that uh, I'm mentally doing the measurements for. It says uh, the distance between your earlobes is the same as the distance between your nipples. That's the fact, Jack. Unless you've had a lot of kids and, you know, they're hanging a little bit lower than they used to. Yeah, I'd say that that could be. That's a weird thought. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess visually looking at myself on the screen, I guess, maybe. And I assume everybody listening right now is mentally doing the same thing or they're physically. <laughs> they're measuring. just like, really? Is that is that true? Is that really true? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't come up with these. I'm just reading them. Speaking of which, let's keep talking. What the fact? Ooh. It's not Words Are Hard Wednesday, but uh, let's see if I can get this one out. The fear of long words is known as hippopotamonstrosequipedelophobia. That's the fact, Jack! Sounds like you nailed that one. I mean, I, I'm glad I didn't flip of that. I, why would you name the fear of long words a super long word? Because then you couldn't even tell people that you have that fear because you wouldn't want to say it. Yeah. I have a fear of long words, but I can't tell you what it is because it's too long and it scares me. <laughs> Let's keep moving on. We're talking what the fact. You know, people often say that uh, cubes aren't naturally found in nature. Well, that's not necessarily true because wombats have cube-shaped poop. That's the fact, Jack! Oh. And it's absolutely, roger, roger. absolutely true. If you go on uh, Google, type in wombat poop, sure enough, there are little cubes that pop out. It's crazy. Would you like some chocolate ice cubes? Uh, my wombat will produce. <laughs> Here's a way to ensure uh, your legacy if uh, you know, you're a big name in something. The man who invented the Frisbee was turned into a Frisbee when he died. That's the fact, Jack! So, so like, did they melt him into plastic, or...? This is one of those that needs more explanation that we need. Uh, yeah, we need, we like, need more of the story on, because, uh, yeah. I created the Frisbee, but when I die, I want to be turned into a Frisbee. Okay. Right. And does some college student uh, have them out there playing Frisbee golf? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I lost Roger again. Roger's stuck in the tree. Oh, poor Roger. <laughs> Roger, Roger. Poor <laughs> Roger. Let's keep moving on with what the fact Every minute, we lose about 30,000 to 40,000 dead skin cells. That's about nine pounds of skin cells a year. You probably just lost 40,000 skin cells in the time it took you to hear this. That's the fact, Jack! And that's wow. gross. That's just flat-out gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's good thing you can't really see it, because that's uh, pretty nasty. Well, and you think about uh, you know how much time you spend in bed with your pillow and your mattress and how many dead skin cells are hanging out in there. Sleep yeah. tight, everybody. All right, uh, and let's move on with uh, what the fact. Apparently, hippos can't swim. They almost always maintain contact with the bottom, or they bounce off the bottom as they move through water, and they are fast. That's the fact, Jack! I didn't know that. I, I always thought they could swim because they're always in the water. I thought so, too, but uh, yeah. apparently they just bounce off the bottom, and, and that's how they move around. But 
If you're ever in the Amazon near a hippo, don't be. It's uh, you're pretty much guaranteed to be dead. But uh, in any case, folks, that does it for what the fact that does it for the first hour. We're headed to do our long break. And when we come back, it's time for our interactive topic of the day. Your happy place. Let us know what your happy place is. Folks, do not go anywhere. Go ahead and grab a cup of coffee. Use the potty break. Listen to the news and we will see you shortly. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on this Tuesday, March 2nd. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, are you ready for the fastest hour of the day? Yep, I'm ready. Let's roll. You know, we're getting back into the groove of things. Obviously, Tony was on vacation last week, which is why we ran Best Ofs. But, uh, you know, we're back, live shows, and actually that uh, brings us to the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listener, which is why we have our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line called the Phoenix Line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. You can also chime in on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. And starting tomorrow, we're rolling out a new method to talk with folks live on the air. So if you want to, head over to your app store, whether it's Apple or Android, and download the Stereo app. It's just called Stereo. Icon's a little uh, black background, little microphone, register in there, and then you look up the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and when it's time for the interactive portion of the show, all you have to do is just go into the queue, we'll pull you up, and we'll talk to you about what your pick is for the day. Now, I was talking about Tony being on vacation, and uh, you know I know that Tony's happy place is the beach. He doesn't get to the beach very often. He would visit me in California when I lived there. He was just in Florida spending some time there. But that's what we're talking about. We're talking about your happy place. Is it a literal happy place like the beach or is it a figurative happy place like diving into a good book? We want to know about it. Now, Tony, uh, we know that the beach is your happy place. Tell us a little bit about why that's the case. Yeah, it's peaceful and relaxing to me. Um, I feel like I can collect my thoughts. There's no stress. Um, I love soaking in the air. People watch. I love the sand. Uh, there's just everything about it. And it's, you know, this is my first time going to Clearwater Beach in Florida. I've never been. Drove over to the Tampa Bay side. Never been. Um, I love exploring new places. Um, that's why I travel so much. So people are always like, well, you always travel. Well, because I like to get out, you know, I get burned out of doing the same thing every day. And, <clears throat> you know, I like to clear my head. But 
it just there's something about just staring off into the water and uh, listening to the waves crash and watching that sunset. It just centers me, man. It's uh, it's very peaceful. It's like Clerks too. You know how like for Randall, like driving go karts just centers him and just it just puts you at ease. Like there's no stress. And I think because I missed my fight yesterday, there was so many like weird things that happened to me at the end of the trip that normally it probably would piss me off but it just didn't you know okay it's like you're just centered you know you just chill good good well you know and that's what we want we want to hear what you know what what helps you hit that reset button you know for me it's not any physical location as far as a country or or a beach or anything like that uh it is actually uh the movie theaters and it's been tough because theaters have been closed down for a big part of everything that's been going on. And then, uh, you know, there hasn't been new releases. But, you know, I work so hard during the week and, and my brain is always going that I love sitting in a theater fully engulfed in a movie for two hours at a time. You know, just sucked into this other world where, you know, I don't have to worry about my day or what's going to happen next or anything along those lines. I can just get lost in a movie, recharge those batteries, hit that reset button, and, uh, you know, really come out of there feeling refreshed. Even if it is a suspenseful thriller horror movie, I still come out just knowing that, uh, you know, I've gone in and recharged those batteries. Yeah, that's uh, that's always a great, uh, great release. I love going to the theaters as well, and I I'd completely understand why you would go that there as your happy place because you do get to escape reality for a few hours. And I think that's what finding your happy place is, you know, where things get too stressful or you just you got lots of decisions to make. I mean, it's not like me disappearing to the beach made all my upcoming plans and stuff disappear. It's they're all still much there. It just gave me a a little more clarity, a little more thought process, you know, and I'm not saying I don't overthink things because that's one of my biggest flaws. I overthink everything, <laughs> everything. But, so, you know, that's okay. And that's why we need these places that we can go to or things that we do that just clear the mind, you know, give you a little perspective, give you time to relax, and then you can get back to whatever you were doing with renewed eyes and sort of a refreshed, uh, you know, ambition. And folks, that is what we are looking for. We want to know your happy place. Again, it can be literal, like a beach. It can be figurative, like getting lost in a book, watching a movie, anything along those lines. We just want to hear about it. So head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click on the live video there and comment there with your happy place. Folks, when we come back, it is all about you. So go ahead and chime in now, and we will be back in just a couple minutes. Behold my process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeah. The Loot Crate video box was with you today, huh? 
Wowzers! With crits starting as low as $11.99 per month, those are packs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it? Everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. We are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, March 2nd. Now, we are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, on our topic of the day. Just head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video there and comment with your happy place. Before the break, we were talking about Tony's happy place being the beach. Obviously, he just got back from Florida after spending a week in his happy place. Mine is the movie theaters, which I haven't been able to do as often because of obvious reasons. However, that's what we're looking for. Is it a literal? Is it a figurative happy place? We want to know about it. Now, Tony, I assume you've had a couple folks chime in on your end about what their happy I've, place is. I have had a few, yes. And uh, it's funny because when I reached out, they're like, uh, you know where our happy place is. I'm like, well, yeah, I know that. <laughs> Elaborate. Um, yeah, you know, so um, for Lacey, it's Disney World or the beach. Um, she just absolutely loves it. Um, in fact, we we discussed yesterday why I was stranded in Orlando. They had another awesome sale from Denver to Orlando. It was like $49 airfare, so nice. it was really cheap. So uh, I'm going to go out there for my 40th and join them on the uh, Disney excursion this time. Okay. Um, yeah, because – it's their happy place. They they were like, "Hey, you want to go to Disney?" I'm like, "You know, yeah," because I didn't go on this. Uh, I didn't go on this run because of, you know, I had the Orlando pass, and I mean the Orlando pass, the Universal Studios pass, and it, Disney is awesome to do, but doing it solo, not as fun, right? I guess, and you have to do it in multiple days too. You know, it's not yeah. something you can get done all in one day. Um, not only is it expensive, but uh, there's just too much. You're standing in line most of that time, yeah. and so um, it makes sense. I reached out to Mike, and I was like, hey, man, I got all day Sunday. What do you think? I'll go to Disney Studios, you know, or, or Hollywood Studios, and just I want to go do Rise of the Resistance. He goes, eh, I would, I would probably not do that for $140. And I'm glad I didn't because I was talking to a guy on the plane, and him and his family went, and they were there for five days, he did not get on Rise of the Resistance one time. He did the he did the lottery oh. every day. He was on resort. He went. He got up at six thirty every morning or six forty five. Never got a boarding pass. He got a standby one time, and he never made it to his boarding group. So he never got to ride it, and he was there the whole week. So, Oof. Mike, thank you, buddy, because I almost did as this close to booking a one day. Disney Day, and I didn't do it. Yeah, I uh, you saved yourself 150 bucks, and I'm sure you no, had a lot I, of fun I, at Universal too. Yeah, I had a great time at Universal. Got to hang out with uh, our friend Lori all day Sunday, so I'm not complaining. You know, that was it was a great day. Um, but yeah, for Lace, it was Disney World or the beach. For Mike, it's definitely Disney or the beach as well. More specifically, Wilderness Lodge is a definite happy place. Epcot at sunset, 
and sitting by the waterfall at the Trader Sam's patio at dusk with some pulled pork, fried rice, and a spiky pineapple to drink. Mm, that, that sounds, sounds good. just sounds like just peaceful heaven there, you know. Yeah, yeah, and then top it off with some Dole Whip and whoa, call oh, it a day. That's something I didn't even have while I was out there. There's no Dole Whip. Nope. I, well, I don't think there was Dole Whip at Universal. I wasn't really looking for it. It was. Uh, go ride the Harry Potter rides, which, by the way, that uh, Harry Potter's uh, that Hagrid's in the green, the the motorbike ride, their new one, mm-hmm. freaking phenomenal. <laughs> Good job, well, well done, roller coaster, man. Uh, I guess the Velociraptor is the Jurassic Park one that opens uh, this summer. Okay. They took the walls down while I was there, so I got to watch it. So I got to watch the coaster just go. No one got to ride it, but they just ran it and just let. You know, people just tease people, but never got to uh, get on it. So I wasn't lucky enough to be a test person. I don't know if they've put test people on it yet, but <laughs> uh, but I digress. This isn't about my vacation. Um, and let's see, I message. I got another one. I just have to bring it up here um, for uh, Jamie Anna. Hers, her favorite or her happy place is just a road trip. She likes to go doesn't matter if it's three hours or three days. She loves the feeling of just being free to go. Uh, good music, open road, open schedule. Just no agenda, really, sometimes. Just get in the car and drive. So, hey, and that's great. That's a fantastic way to clear your mind, center yourself, and just get lost. It's all about going on these adventures sometimes that just make it great. I absolutely can relate. You know, I go down to see the boys once, pretty much once a month. You know, they're about eight hour, eight hour to 10 hour drive away from me. And the drive down is always nice. I'll throw on some podcasts. I'll throw on some music and just sort of relax and stick with my thoughts and see the scenery. Of course, drive safely at the, at the same time. But, uh, you know, it's it's a great way to clear the head. And uh, for a lot of people, it is their happy place. Yeah, it's 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 really a good thing. It used to be a good decompressant uh, when I used to work down in Thornton. Or, I mean, live in Thornton, and I'd commute up here to Fort Collins. That drive, you know, sometimes it was just peaceful because you got to listen to the podcast and drive. Now, the traffic was no bueno. <laughs> you know yeah anytime you have to deal with traffic it's you know that that adds stress it's not uh, nothing calming about traffic at all <laughs> no absolutely not so <laughs> um but but yeah great great picks there and then uh, i did message our friend stacy um but we'll see if she says anything if she does i'll let us know but that's all i have on my end not a problem and there is still time left folks we are talking about your happy place is it literal is it figurative chime in now on our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash christian phoenix radio let us know what your happy place is i assume uh, something popped up for you tone yeah she popped up uh her uncle and aunt's house in san francisco that's her happy place likes to go there and uh, I know it's just uh, it's a, a few of her favorite family members, so it's always great to uh, get out and just be somewhere where it feels like home, you know? Yeah. Like, and I have... I was going to say, anything oh, that sorry. brings back good memories, anything that's, you know, family-related, especially if it is, you know, uh, again, good memories, uh, that's that's always a, you know, a happy place for people. Yeah, it especially if it holds a special place in your heart, like... And that's how I feel when I go home and I see all the friends and family. It's just it's awesome. And it goes so fast because there's so many and it's you want to fit everybody in. But like I always have to squeeze. You know this. I always have to squeeze Lake Tahoe in there because Lake Tahoe is another one of my favorite places to be. And uh, 
It doesn't matter. The only time I won't make it up there is if it's snowing because I'm too much of a wimp to <laughs> drive up the, the pass to get up there. But, uh, yeah, if it's if it's clear roads, uh, you'll definitely find me up that way. <laughs> and it all makes sense. You know, we, we live in a beautiful, beautiful area here in northern Nevada. This sort of a... Um, unkept secret that uh you know people are coming in from all outside of the you know areas they think were las vegas adjacent just in the middle of desert but uh you know we've got lake tahoe just a 20 minute drive away which is absolutely beautiful oh it's stunning i think everyone should go visit tahoe at some point in their life i i could describe it to you but words don't do justice i mean you have to see it both. Send you pictures, all that stuff, but you gotta, you gotta be there. Both in summer and winter, because it is absolutely very different in those two different times of the year. Absolutely, well, uh, Bella chimed in too. Hers are school, okay, Disney, Disney World, and the beach. So, oh. not too far. Like Disney World and the beach, I think will always be that. You know, will always remind her of mom and dad and all the fun adventures she's having through her kid you know through her childhood through her kid through her childhood you know as she as she gets older you know these are just great memories and now she's getting old enough to understand a lot more of those things and that's just awesome well so. and, and most kids wouldn't say school you know for most kids school ah school but uh you know it's it's a great place to see your friends to hang out if school comes easy to you it's you know it's not that difficult you get through the schoolwork and you know the social aspects are 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 very rewarding yeah for me it was always about the social aspect it was definitely not the school work. yeah and if you stay yeah. tuned for the next segment there we might be talking a little bit about that so uh just a little tease for that but we do Ooh. still have a few minutes left we're talking your happy place we want to hear what is your happiest place to go or happiest place to be now i did pull up a list of the happiest places on earth and uh, according to a number of sources, the number one happiest place is Finland. Who would have thunk? Eh, okay. So Finland, where gorgeous nature abounds, humans do not, and peacefulness factors into the chemical composition of the air, nodding to studies that have shown the stress-reducing, happiness-boosting powers of nature and playing on everybody's, uh, everyone's surging desire to travel like a local, the Finnish Tourism Board has joined forces with a coaching company to launch a free Rent-A-Fin initiative. Seriously, you're welcome to apply and be matched with one of eight hand-picked locals, regular people turned happiness guides, who will share their favorite spots for truly Finnish experiences, authentic connections, and nature appreciation. Just know that you might wind up working in a vegetable patch or foraging for berries. Uh, okay, I, I've got that close enough here with uh, Tahoe that uh, I don't need to be uh, picking berries anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Picking berries, yeah. Uh, the number two spot of happiest place on earth, uh, actually our friends in Volbeat are from there, Denmark. So last year's number three moves up a spot. Volbeat! And here's one explanation, the food. Sure, exemplary social services, paid family leave policies, and other quality of life programs add to the happiness factor, but the stellar and sustainable cuisine has to play a huge role. And we don't mean just the cr critical darlings, think renowned and recently reopened Noma, with nearly all supermarkets now featuring a local section and many restaurants, even urban ones, boasting on-site farms, the Danish dedication to eating and living well is no joke. Add to that the ancient castles, covet-worthy design, and yes, the Higa, and you'll want to cozy up here ASAP. I don't know what a Higa is, but uh, 
might be worth checking out. <laughs> and then finally, in the happiest places on Earth, in that same region, Norway. Always at the top or near the top of the list, Norway is also repeatedly declared Europe's most beautiful country. So the scenery can't help but with thanks to Marie Kondo, spark joy. Then again, local academics and experts have attributed Norwegians' happiness to social equality, a strong welfare safety net, and other social programs. But uh, I get the sense that, uh, you know, if you're traveling to Northern Europe, to any of these, um, oh, how, what would you call them, Nordic type countries they're quite beautiful and uh you'll have a nice serene time yeah that's uh it all sounds awesome i'd love to visit uh some of these countries i think it'd be really cool i would too jesse spent some time in iceland uh, a couple years ago and uh absolutely loved it but uh in any case folks that does it for our interactive portion of the show talking your happy place when we come back we've got a segment called school days don't go anywhere Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. We are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, March 2nd. Now, we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our topic of the day. Now, that number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, tomorrow's interactive topic is your nerdiest obsession. Now, the reason we're doing that is Phoenix Media, our parent company, our broadcast uh, platform, is making the switch next Monday from just a general internet talk radio station to the multiverse of pop culture entertainment. So all of the programs, or at least 99% of the programs, will be based around pop culture topics like video games, comic books, uh, tabletop games, cosplay, anime, nerd culture, whatever it may be. And so we want to celebrate that with a call-in topic of your nerdiest obsession. Excellent. And it doesn't even have to be pop figures like what's behind Tony. It could be spoons. It could be Hummels. It could be whatever it is. You know, whatever's nerdy to you, we want to hear about it. Now, the other thing that we've done is we've instituted a app called Stereo. So if you go over and download the Stereo app, easy to find. Just type in Stereo, black background, little red microphone. And then from there, all you have to do is look up the Christian Phoenix radio show. You can even listen to the full show live. And when it's time for the interactive portion, we just bring you in and we talk to you live from there. So uh, we're getting back to the, the live calls as well. Looks like Cheech. Or is that Chong? It's Cheech, right? A little bit like Cheech. Yep. <laughs> hey! But uh, yeah, You know, it's funny. I tried to download that on the Mac and, and it didn't pop up. And I go, where the hell is this app that he's talking about? So I did it on the phone and there you go. Yeah, you got to do it on your mobile phone, but it utilizes the microphone, and, you know, we'll, we can have a nice conversation from there. So uh, it's fun that uh, we're making a few changes around here, but uh, they are all for the better. 
With that being said, I digress. Let's get into our next segment, which I like to call School Days. Now, for many parents out there, homeschooling has been a way of life for at least the last year. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not easy. You sort of appreciate what teachers are doing now more than ever. And, of course, you know, you, you almost have to learn the same curriculum that the kid's learning in order to help them out, teach them. And in some cases, the kids enjoy it. You know, my boys enjoy finishing their schoolwork up by noon because they get it all done. You know, they don't have that few extra hours that they sit around. But, of course, they lose out on the social side of things. But with that being said, we're going to run down uh, basically parents who can't take their kids learning from home anymore and uh, just how parents can relate to what's happening with homeschooling. Hopefully, kids will start going back here soon. Oh, uh, let's see. What would be a good differentiating one here? Da, da, da. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, let's just go with the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For instance, you have this post, which is a uh, clip from or a picture from Billy Madison. Adam Sandler sitting in the class. And uh, what was it? The first grade class, second grade class where uh, with the hot teacher. Oh, Veronica Vaughn, so hot, one to the shiny. <laughs> in any case, he's sitting in there looking confused, and it says, me and my kids' daily Zoom meeting trying to learn second grade math. I don't know at what point teachers changed math around, but math isn't what math used to be. Now it's all this new math, and it's, it's strange, and it's all word problems. Luckily, I'm able to pick it up pretty quickly, but I feel bad for poor Jesse, who's helped the boys out a couple times, and uh, it, it's just different it's all weird now yeah <laughs> I, I i don't have kids i don't know i've i've heard enough of my uh my friends that have kids have told me so i hear the stories where it's just like what just happened to the basics like basics seem to be just fine yeah yeah unfortunately that's not the case anymore well let's keep moving on with school days oh yeah school days Here's a brilliant idea from a parent. Uh, if the kid's driving you a little nuts, nuts, it says, if you see my kids locked outside today, mind your own business. We're having a fire drill. Remember those <laughs> days? Fire drill, you go outside, stand yeah. around. And brilliant work from home. Work around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, you have to go. It's nice out. So uh, fire drill. While you're at it, duck and cover. Yeah. Let's keep moving on. We're talking school days. Oh, yeah. Parents who are a little tired of uh, distance learning. Picture of a little old lady with a big old smile. It says, here's Sue. Ah! 31 years old, homeschooling her kids for the last five days. Great job, Sue. Keep it up. Yeah. Homeschooling has a way of aging you very quickly. And uh, yeah. especially if you're working at home at the same time, it's, uh, it's a juggling act. I do seven jobs, and I'm only 29. Not only am I a manager, but I also raise my two kids who raise their kids, and they all zoom, zoom, zoom all day long. <laughs> what the kids call it, zoom, zoom. Zoom, zoom. <laughs> Let's keep moving on. Talk at school days. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know a lot of parents can relate to this one. It says, it may take a village to raise a child, but I swear it's going to take a vineyard to homeschool one. A lot of day drinking going on uh, with parents teaching from home or helping their kids homeschool because, uh, let's face it, in some cases you might need it. Yeah. Can I just digress and say that, uh, you know, go off the beaten path for a second? 
But I'm glad that we didn't have this as kids. Like, I couldn't imagine being homeschooled. Like, on one hand, it sounds pretty rad. Sounds cool. But on the other hand, like, not being able to see your friends and you're always home all the time. Yep. I, I don't know, man. Like, I feel really bad for the parents, though. I mean... Well, we were saying working full time jobs and yeah. all that stuff. Oof. For kids, it's the social aspect, and then you know, parents are already working from home trying to do their job on top of trying to teach you know kids new math of all things, and uh, it's tough. It, it is a juggling act, but uh, you know, it's uh, it, it definitely goes to show that you know teachers need to be paid well. Um, but uh, you know, it, hopefully, they get back to school here pretty soon. Yeah, uh, Friday just told me that Bella's not a fan of doing the homeschool i don't blame her because that was that was her place when they still lived in holdridge she had her her friend uh creighton creighton i probably said his name wrong she's gonna say it's creighton uncle tone and i'll say i'm sorry i butcher names that's what i do isn't a creighton like an old timey uh, uh <laughs> I think dig at somebody creighton. he's a good kid i think he's good creighton awesome yeah i think <laughs> Hopefully, she'll tell me in a second. <laughs> well, let's move on. It don't take long to get a response. <laughs> let's move on with ho- uh, school days. Oh, yeah. Were you going to say ho ho? No, I was saying homeschooling, that? but uh, we're oh, talking okay. about homeschooling. Stop the, the ho. Yeah. It's like, oh. Uh, this is along there. the lines of the last one I read. Uh, it says, quick homeschooling question for you Does having your kid fix <laughs> you a mixed drink count as chemistry? I assume you got the response yeah. back, Tone. Crayton. She sp- she did it like, she, you know, like hey, you have to give the hyphens, like Phonetical. how you pronounce things. Crayton. Creighton. There you go. Crayton. Then okay. you'll never forget it, Tone. Crayton. <laughs> Let's keep Bella's moving on. Bella's little friend from Holdridge. Let's keep moving on with school days. <laughs> oh, yeah. This one, homeschooling day 12, fed the math homework to the dog myself. I can appreciate that and you know there was always that excuse oh the dog ate my homework i don't know if that ever actually happened but i could see where somebody would be uh, compelled to at least maybe nudge the dog in that direction yeah i we never had that problem with the dogs they never ate the homework it always seemed like a lazy lazy excuse for not doing your your work right i don't know anybody in real life who actually used that excuse no i don't either I did have a dog once I ate my PlayStation games. I was pretty pissed. Oh. Ate, ate my Ridge Racer. Oh, no. <laughs> Came off from Racer. school. Ridge, Ridge Racer was all damaged, and that game was cool back then. <laughs> I don't think it would hold up today, but it was cool back then. Yeah, maybe. Let's keep moving on. We're talking school days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Says, uh, Dad, the lunch lady said some really bad words today. Son, your mom is under a lot of stress these days. <laughs> Truth. Well, lunch lady Doris was pissed because she had to make your dad, you know, a ham and cheese sandwich. She had to make you your gluten free Udi's sandwich. You know, it, it gets hard. You know, life is hard. Yeah. But so. to, to be fair, you know, dad does get to uh, boink the lunch lady. So there's that. Oh, well, very lucky dad and Doris. <laughs> oh, he right got a lunch lady. <laughs> Let's keep moving on. We're talking school days. Oh, yeah. Parents, what the hell? I don't know how to teach fourth grade math and science. School districts, you're going to learn today. Goes back to what we were saying. Yeah, you yeah. you have to learn just as much. And 
you know, as my kids get older, if they have to keep doing the homeschooling, uh, it may get beyond my capabilities. You Luckily, we like, ah, uh, okay. You just figure it out. Uh, yeah, luckily we've got phones and calculators and Google at our disposal, so it makes things a little bit easier. A little easier. It dumbs us down a bit, but it, but it is easier because you get you're like I could try to figure it out, but it's just easy to do. This. Exactly. <laughs> Done. Done. Speaking of easier, and finally in school days. Oh yeah. Schooling, sorry, homeschooling has been a hot mess. I told my son to just focus on his rap career. It's going to pay better in the long run anyway. Well, folks, that does it for this segment. When we come back, we're heading into the final segment of the show. It is time for This Day in History. Do not go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Well, folks, we've made it back to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, March 2nd. It's good to be back. It's good to be live. But if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Saved by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Folks, Hell while, yeah. while you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. It is caring, which is why we do this segment each and every day. We try to drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Crossing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. This Day in History. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. All right, let's kick things off this day in 1498. Vasco da Gama's fleet visits Mozambique Island. Just fun words to say, Vasco da Gama and Mozambique. I encourage you to give it a try. (laughs) Moving on this day in 1629, English King Charles I dissolves Parliament against opposition, imprisoning nine members of Parliament. Apparently, if you were king, you could do that. Just You didn't like something? I'm King Charles I, and if I don't like it, then... Doff with your head, and then I will broom you with my cool beard. And my cool music. <laughs> and they certainly uh, liked chopping people's heads off back then. So. Yeah, they did. Savages. Yep. Let's keep moving on. This day in 1796, Napoleon Bonaparte is appointed commander-in-chief of the French army in Italy. Of course, we know how he celebrated. He went over to good old Farrell's and ordered a Piggly Wiggly ice cream trough. Excellent! (laughs) Ah, I love that soundbite. Every time I hear that name, I know it's coming. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you're not going to throw me off by doing something like... I'd I'd be a little disappointed. No, no, no. Same old, same old, but we enjoy it. Let's move on. This day in 1836, the Republic of Texas declares independence from Mexico in Colombia. 
It's hard to think of a time when Texas wasn't part of the U.S., but uh, for a, a long period of time it wasn't. It wasn't until the uh, Mexican-American War, which obviously was a result of this. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That guy, he's an interesting-looking cat. He's got, like, big, thick uh, Magnum P.I. stash with some curly hair. It'd be like if I let it get bushy and then try to slick it. Like, it just looks looks goofy. I'm, think, I'm thinking you should, Tone. I think that's what you should go for. I am going for the George Childress <laughs> in honor of Texas independence. All right, let's move on. This day in 1867, the Jesse James gang robs a bank in Savannah, Missouri, killing one. Hey, Jesse. Mm, drop. And uh, he does look a lot. Because they dropped the one. Yeah. You know? He does look a lot like uh, Jesse James, you know, former uh, Mr. Sandra Bullock and... Uh, yeah, motorcycle American choppers. Ex- yeah, uh, he wasn't American choppers. He was uh, West Coast choppers. West Coast choppers. Gotcha. Yep. All right, let's move on. This day in 1882, Queen Victoria narrowly escapes assassination when Roderick McLean shoots at her while boarding a train in Windsor. Fatality <laughs> or near fatality. <laughs> You'll never catch me. I'm the queen. Oh. I don't know if I'd ever. I don't know if I'd ever want to be in a position where I, I, every day I'd have to fear for an assassination attempt. Yeah. I I was trying to shoot your little crown. I thought it was a target queen. I was trying to hit you, just your little crown. <laughs> I had my little pew pew ready to go. Ba-doo, ba-doo. Let's move on. This day in 1903, Martha Washington Hotel, catering to women only, opens in New York City. Um, I'm guessing married couples couldn't stay there, but uh, good for them for being a, a trailblazer and a new uh, way of doing business. It's going to be women only, so you're going to have to go. Is that how they talk in New York City, Tom? They do, because she looks British. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of does, or maybe she looks a little old lady. She's the first lady. Mar- okay, I screwed that up. It's the so, first U.S. lady. That's why we move on. For instance. She's we, more like, hello, I'm from Washington. Still British, Tom. Still British. <laughs> yay, yay, yay. Uh, this day in 1933, King Kong, film directed by Marion C. Cooper and Ernest B. Shodsek, starring Faye Ray, premieres at Radio City Music Hall and RKO Roxy in New York City. And, of course, that was groundbreaking for the time with the stop-motion animation. And uh, we're getting ready to get a new King Kong movie uh, here pretty soon, Godzilla vs. Kong, which looks fantastic. Looks pretty dang good, actually. Yeah, the old stop-motion, you know. And then who would have thought the girl would fall in love with the big monkey? Yeah, yeah. Not sure how that would work out. Yeah. This is my guy. His name's King. He's kind of a Kong, and he's got a little dong, but he's king. He's a monkey. <laughs> Even little for him would be way too big for yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's move on. This day in 1942, the 14th Academy Awards, where How Green Was My Valley, Gary Cooper, and Joan Fontaine were all big winners. I know you re- remember that fondly, Tone, right? I do. It was one of my favorite movies. It was just because that valley was so green, and I was just like, well, how green is it? And well, it was just green. Was it Kermit the Frog green? Was it Eminem green? Like what? Yeah, and you had it's to wait just... till the very end, and then yeah. you know they threw that yeah. twist at you, and you know they were dead the whole time, and, it, and... Uh, yeah, and it turned out it was blue. It wasn't even green. <laughs> Weird. Crazy. 
Let's keep moving on. This day in 1956, Lottie Miss Clotty, single cover released by Elvis Presley. Lottie Miss Clotty, hey, hey, Lottie Miss Clotty, hootie bootie boo. <laughs> it's, uh, even when they put the southern accent into the name itself, it's uh, interesting. Yeah. Lottie Miss Clotty, that's right. I assume it's... Ready to shake it up with you. Miss Cloudy. Meant to be like Lordy Miss Cloudy. Or, eh, who knows? Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Loudy Miss Cloudy. I hope Bulby does a song called that. Oh, I'm sure they do. Hurdy, 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 Lordy Miss Cloudy. Booty, booty, boo. Let's move on. This day. 1962, President John F. Kennedy announces the U.S. will resume above ground nuclear testing. Of course, Nevada is one of those major nuclear test Yucca. sites. Far south from here, but uh, Yucca Valley. It makes you wonder what they were doing below ground and where they were yeah. doing that before. Mm. That's crazy. Uh, we are going to do above ground nuclear testing. We will no longer do it below. Moving on this day in 1965, one of the most popular musical films of all time, The Sound of Music, starring Julie Andrews and Christopher Plummer, is released. And it was the Academy Award Best Picture the following year in 1966. Hmm. I've never seen that movie. It was a double VHS tape, and it I had no desire to sit through it. Did you have to watch it for film school? No, no. Luckily, we didn't. Uh, and I had seen bits and pieces of it growing up. The musicals are really not my jam, so... Uh, not mine either. Yeah, yeah. luckily was able to skip that. <laughs> Let, let's move on. This day, 1967, the ninth Grammy Awards. Strangers in the Night by Frank Sinatra wins Best Record, and Michelle by The Beatles wins the Best Song. I'm going to sing a song about Michelle, but we're going to lose out to Frank. No, they didn't lose I used out, to remember Strangers in the Night Without the Rubbers. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I just remember that version of it. <laughs> uh, let's move on this day in 1977. Future The Tonight Show host Jay Leno debuts on with Johnny Carson. Boy. That was hard to say. Future, the Tonight Ho- Show host, Jay Leno, debuts with host Johnny Carson. <sighs> it's not even he Wednesday. He had to be super young. Oh, totally. Because he didn't take over hey, until hey, what? Hey, 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 you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> late earlies. Late. Boy, it's the end of the show and my brain is shut it down. Is. Remember Jay Leno did a movie with uh, Mr. Miyagi? No. Yeah, they did a movie together in the 80s. Really? That sounds terrible. <laughs> I never saw it, but they did do a movie together. He's in Actually, the- you know, I liked Jay Leno up until the Conan O'Brien debacle, and then I thought he was just a douchebag after yeah. that. Yeah. And I but- just lost interest in him. Like, I didn't watch the, his second run as the Tonight Show host. A great host, terrible actor. He's in Last Man Standing with Tim Allen, and uh, not the greatest. <laughs> Let's move on this day in 1981. Discovery of minor planet 5020 Asimov, named after sci-fi writer Isaac Asimov. Do you dream of electric sheep tone? I dream, I dream of 5020. <laughs> All right, and then let's see. We got time for I think one more. Boy, 
lot of hockey stuff in here, but uh, a lot of hockey. There is a lot of hockey stuff. Here we today, go. Huh? This day in 2004, Indianapolis Colts signed quarterback Peyton Manning to a seven-year, $98 million deal with a $34.5 million signing bonus, largest package to date in NFL history. It was as big as the forehead. <laughs> exactly. It's a big, big deal. Um, in all seriousness, though, like uh, he would play out that contract pretty much because it was in his last year that uh, they let him go. Well, because he was injured, so it like kind of went over that next year. And that's when they cut him, and then he came to us. So Exactly. Well, folks, we are getting down into our last 30 seconds. Not even enough time to play the little uh, intro, but uh, holidays. It is International Rescue Cat Day, National Banana Cream Pie Day, National Holiday. Sportsmanship Day, Old Stuff Holiday. Day, Peace Corps Day, World Teen Mental Wellness Day, Read Across America Day. Whew, that was a lot to say, but uh, a lot. folks, we will be back tomorrow with a brand new episode and uh, we will see you on a Wednesday. Have a good day. See you everybody. Wednesday. Nerdy Obsession. Download the radio app. See ya.